Welcome to the Happy Never After Dating Edition, where I interview dudes that I went on one or two or three dates with and see where I went wrong. Um, we all know it was me that went wrong. We all know this. If I didn't date them long term, they were probably a very good candidate and a good long term partner. So, uh, yeah, enjoy this show. Uh, the dudes get to stay anonymous unless they want to share it with their friends and therefore not so anonymous but here you go oh hello hello welcome to my zoom meeting <laughs> oh, boy, so professional so zoomy <laughs> um okay so the reason that i want to do this is because i want to better myself sure that's a lofty goal i know right <laughs> i'm such a good person I, I think the first step to bettering yourself is is stopping saying things like I'm such a good person. <laughs> so what do you want your pseudo name to be? Are you not your su- yeah, yes, your aka. Oh wow, nom de plume pseudonym, aka. Um, <laughs> Ted sounds fine. Ted. Okay, Ted. Ted, when did we go on a date? Uh that's a great question. January of this year december of last year december 2019 maybe yes well hold on sorry let me not fully i can't see you is only audio so i'm assuming you put air quotes around the word date so we we went on a thing that could under certain circumstances be described as a date in december of 2019 i was just going to get into that because the way that you the way that we decided to go was very ambiguous as if it were a date, but it definitely was a date, I think. Okay. I, I think, yeah, I, I think, lead, I don't, it's tough because it's like leading up to it, was it a date? Hard to say. Hard to in, say. In retrospect, yeah, it's probably safe to view it that way. When you asked me, did you not think it was a date? Were you trying to keep it safe? I, I suppose I was trying to keep it safe. I think it was like, it's also, there's an automatic built-in thing when you're like, when you know someone that you don't live in the same town as, because I think it's natural to be like, hey, we've, we're enough of like online friends, we may as well meet in real life, you know, in like, it's going to be a very controlled setting since I'm in town anyway, and gee, I'm, pr- I'm probably more interested in that, I'm, I'm interested in that being more than just like a a business meeting or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't I definitely don't think it was supposed to be a business meeting. Sure. I mean I I did wear fancy pants to it. Uh like fancy like exercise pants. Like fancy for <laughs> I wore leather leggings. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> but with sneakers. <laughs> yes. Well that and that's the thing too. It's like first of all, I mean there's so much you can kind of unpack about like we're, you know, we, we're, we're members of somewhat the same community in terms of what we do professionally or have done professionally. So, like, there's always, you know, kind of networky, let's meet up for a drink type things. And the yeah. two things that led into it that made me feel that it was not a date were, one, how specifically you said, like, I'll be there after I change into other, like, hoodie and workout clothes. Like, you said something very much to the degree of, like, I'm slapping on other like exercise type shit. I remember you were specifically like, I have, I have 41 minutes or something like that, like leading into <laughs> it. Like, and not even the, not the nebulous, like, Hey, I kind of have to be up early tomorrow or whatever. But like, 
I'm giving you this window of time. The reason I know that sounds crazy. And the reason I do that is because if I don't do it ahead of time, people will try to keep me out too late. And I have a lot of Michigan in me. And so I will stay out late to appease everyone. And then the rest of my week is ruined because I have to wake up at 345 in the morning. It's so I so I really put I was like, these are the boundaries. <laughs> well, for sure. And what's funny is that's the type of thing that can change something from a non-date kind of into a date. Because once you set that boundary and then you like, I, I remember around that time sort of doing the subtle cue of like, hey, I we can, you know, I'm, I'm okay to wrap this up now if you need to. And you kind of blew past the boundary. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, you must be having fun. Well, I was having fun. A, you are an attractive person. I am attracted to you as a human being. So yeah, obviously, and I have very limited time. So the fact that I was like, I'll go home and change and meet you out on a school night. I was like, I'm giving this man time. Yeah. So sure. t- to me, I was like, this boy better know he's on a date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and even, I mean, that's even why I, cause I was in New York for like, I was going to be in New York for like eight days. And I intentionally like tried to schedule it for the, beginning part of that because my notion was like well if we have super fun i should leave a window to where we can hang out again while i'm in town kind of thing it was a very challenging time for me to be going on a date at all because i just broken up with my boyfriend at the time oh yikes yeah so (laughs) i was like this isn't cool but it's very limited time we've been flirting with this date situation for a while a lot of factors you didn't realize. Apparently, I didn't even really know. Like, I, I'm, you know, I was familiar. We'd been like Twitter and Instagram friends, sort of in our community, like you do. Mm-hmm. But I realized I didn't really know if you knew or thought or whatever, like that I was super hip to your podcast or anything like that. Because I was very not aware of like the the interesting life story which has led you to a podcast like this. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, this is a new segment. This is brand new. This is called quarantine. Let's figure myself out. And the reason is because uh, I'm down in Myrtle Beach. Well, oh, wow. you, yeah. I almost came and crashed with you on the west side because I was almost stuck on the west coast. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been when everything really, really started to close in and lock down or whatever, right? <laughs> yes. And then I was like, oh shit, because when I went to uh, get on my flight to come back home, they were like, you can't get on this. Um, we're only allowing a certain amount of uh, people on the plane. And I was like, what do I got to do? So I had to pay almost $300 more to get, use my flight to come home. Oh, wow. I like that they were like, we're going to distance everybody for safety unless you pay more, in which case, fuck it, go ahead and get on. <laughs> yeah. But you made the offer. You were like, I can always put an air mattress in. I was like, am I going to go stay with Ted? Well, because at the time, so like giving that full context, because I'd put out, I was, I'm working and at the, where I'm working in Los Angeles, <laughs> from where I live, that I had booked a hotel for a few days to be down near the place where I work. Um, I'm, I'm laughing because you're trying to stay so anonymous. Yeah. It's very challenging. Yes. Okay. Go ahead. So I, I booked like a hotel tonight, like non-refundable hotel. And when I learned I didn't need to use it, I'd sort of put out in the world, like, Hey, I've got this non-refundable hotel. Like if someone needs it, take it. Cause I was envisioning like, you know, when you think of yourself as a real goddamn hero of charity, I was like, mm-hmm. sure. Some like poor family who's stranded near, cause it was near LAX. Who's near LAX is like, 
we're just trying to get home, but we can't, you know, we just need to lay our heads down for a day or two, whatever. I wasn't really thinking of like comedian who was in Northern California who might pop down to LA for a few days before her next gig. So you had seen that class and was like, well, I might be down there. I might need the hotel. And I was like, okay, cool. But then when it turned out they gave me a refund, I felt really bad. So I offered a couch. Honestly, I was just like, I'm one of those fine solutions people that I was like, okay, well, if this is a possible solution, I'm going to grab that. And then yeah. I'm going to work. I'm going to put all the puzzle pieces together and see what I can do. But I really just wanted to get home. So then when I finally got home, um, which I didn't do any gigs or anything, all everything was canceled. I just got off of the airplane, went to my hotel room, went back to the airport, sat there, begged to get on the plane. Uh, I got home and my pseudo roommates, I'm crashing like a little den area until my house is done. Okay. Um, said I couldn't come in because I might be a carrier of, oh. so they kicked me out. So I got sure. in my, I was like, send out my dog and, uh, <laughs> went to South Carolina and just have been on the beach for three weeks since basically. I noticed a whole lot of beach posting, which I didn't know. I was like, you live in Long Island? What the fuck's going on? But then, I mean, so they literally just like tossed your dog out. You had whatever clothes you were on the road with and you had to hit the road to South Carolina. Yeah. So I was like, why don't they like me? Is there something wrong with me? Let's find out through my ex dates. So anyway, here we are. (laughs) Okay. Quite, quite the story. Okay. Let's go through it. So we meet up at a bar that's semi close to my apartment, a few avenues away. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep, as I understand, I I got there a bit early. Okay, it's a pretty divey bar, um, but a lovely like like in a cool in a cool way that kind of fits my vibe. And when I got it's there, cool. it's really it's a good spot. And the denizens of the bar, like there's like an old like tube TV up in the corner, and Jeopardy was on, and people were like actively playing along with Jeopardy, and and so I joined the Jeopardy play along, and I, they kind of looked at me like an outsider, but. Nonetheless, there I was. So I was having a grand old time. Well, because it was 20 degrees and you were wearing a denim jacket. So I think that it wasn't about you playing their Jeopardy game. I think it was like, who's this dumb fuck that isn't prepared for winter? I looked very Los Angeles-y. It was like, I thought I was in Venice Beach. And they're like, this is Brooklyn in December, idiot. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And then I showed up and I ordered a champagne from this dive of a place. And I was like, can you put it in a solo cup, basically? And uh, they did. (laughs) Yeah, they were very accommodating. Oh, that's right. I forget. You weren't the receptacle of a champagne glass you didn't want, right? Yeah, I never drink champagne out of a champagne flute. Because, yeah, it's from old pro- Prohibition days. It's not technically necessary. And you, uh, the champagne is more aromatic and can breathe more in a larger and a wider cup. Oh, so. the regular red, red wine glass rules. Yes. Yes. And clearly you wanted the mums or tots or whatever they were serving at the dive <laughs> bar to open up and get the, the fragrant, the full <laughs> The terroir can really have an opportunity to breathe when, you know. You got the right class. Hey, mom's brute is great when it's yeah. kind of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you started that sense like you were really going to say something complimentary about it. You were like, "Hey, mom's brute is great." That's the best you can do. <laughs> um, and then yeah, we had a. Uh, normally, I would not drink on a school night either, and I think I had like three or four drinks. So I enjoyed your company. I had a good time. Yeah. I I, th- yeah. I think agreed. I think it was a very natural. It's always a test when you're like, are 
you know, you can feel your wheel spinning and you're like, should I should think of a question to ask next or, you know, whatever conversation going when you don't need to do that. It's a pretty decent testament to how that flow is going. Yeah, it was great. Plus we had, we talked a lot about business and um, industry. I don't know what you feel about dating someone. I mean, we're not, we're kind of adjacent in industry. We're not direct, but I always have said, I don't want to date anybody within anymore. I tried it once and it really blew, but once is not a good enough enough time to try, I don't think. So what are your thoughts on dating someone within your same industry? I tried it too, too many times. It was probably (laughs) and weirdly one, because I kind of transitioned, like you say, I transitioned out of it a little bit. So it wasn't directly, you know, we're not, it's not directly the same thing anymore as one, but also two weirdly, even my one date with you was a weird run of like, I, I stopped dating people in the industry we're trying not to talk about right now and started dating fitness professionals, which is weird. I don't know why. I don't know why that that's happened. also what I am. Exactly. Yes. You're not anonymous here. So everyone can obviously know what, <laughs> what it is you do. Um, so it was a weird, I was like, okay, get out of the boiling pot into the frying pan. Um, just another way to feel bad about myself, you know, vis-a-vis how, how much each of us, you know, whatever you want to call it, get up on stage, go to the gym, whatever it is. Yeah. All the uh, adrenaline junkies. Yeah. That's what you're addicted to. Yeah. It's pretty much that. People that are on a real weird hormone roller coaster. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of the flipped opposite. Like you, you know, well, you kind of straddle that thing because you're up at 345 to do the fitness part of it. But most people are up until 345 to do the kind of comedy part of it. Yeah. I go to shows and I'm like, can I go up first? And, uh, I'm very patient if I cannot. And then, but as soon as my set's over, I'm like, thank you guys so much. I have to go immediately and go to bed. Thank you so much. Cause it's a necessity of your thing. But like, that's, you know, it's probably also part of the reason I was never that great is I just like, wasn't mercenary about it like that. I I was like, well, I got to sit here and like clap for everybody and be real nice and whatever, you know? Uh, even to the detriment of like going to hustle another set or whatever it might be. Yeah. You can't, well, you get to a point where your body just gives up and you're like, okay, I have to consider my physical being just a little yeah. bit, just a touch. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you said something on the date that turned me completely. I was like, okay, maybe this isn't a date. Okay. Uh, Cause you said that you always get into long-term, uh, long distance relationships that have no future. Yeah. And I was like, okay. And then I was like, shut it off. Well, they're not necessarily physically long distance that have no future, although they're often that. They're sometimes they're just emotionally long distance that have no future. But they're, they definitely have no future. <laughs> what do you mean emotionally long distance that have no future? What do you mean? I, I think if we're being, it, it's, it, you know, if we're cracking up and being honest and what a therapist would, would say to me is that like, I, I'm, I'm aware that my thing is... I'm I'm much more likely to start getting into something that has a built-in barrier, like you live in New York and I live in LA, or you're you're going back to school, you're too busy to actually do something. Just anything that sort of gets me off the hook so that I don't have to actually address whether or not I want to You know there's an end that you're not going to have to manage. That that it can just always be fun for you. There's no commitment is what you're that you are attracted to. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, or I maybe never even get into the full commitment thing because it's just like, great, that was fun. I, we each get the sort of uh, personal feeling of like, hey, I really like care about you. You really like care about me. But oh, well, too bad. Circumstances aren't right right now. So let's not worry about it before 
anyone actually has to do anything painful. Yeah. And I actually was really proud of myself. I was like, oh my God, a red flag. See it, acknowledge it. Look at that. Run the other, run the other direction. <laughs> that feels rare for you. It's what, what growth? <laughs> I know. I was growing way before this phone call, you know? Sure. <laughs> so what, uh, what makes you this way? Um, probably it's like, I'm a whiny child of divorce. And I think <laughs> it's like my, my, you know, my dad left and he didn't, uh, he didn't really care about me all that much. And I think I just became like, well, if I, you know, I can never be like him and hurt people if I don't, you know, ever actually commit or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, you know, yeah. You're, you're, you're right to spot but, them red flags. <laughs> he didn't like, you didn't see him on the weekends or Wednesdays or. Not particularly, like I was 13 and like he was around and he still lives. He lived like, even when I was in college, he lived like three miles from me, but he's just one of those dudes who like, yeah, I mean, we saw each other kind of holidays or whatever, but he just, on any given day, he just doesn't really care what I'm up to. And on any given day, I don't really care what he's up to. So it wasn't like a huge thing. Got it. Um, so that is, you are going to blame your dad for your commitment issues. Is that what you're saying? No, I'm going to blame me. It's like definitely something <laughs> I could have addressed and worked on if I, if I wanted to. Also, like, what does it matter? I mean, if you're, you're a happy person, you do fun stuff. You, you're always out and about. Are you happy? The thing is, I'm like, I think it's okay to be like, like, I mean, who knows what the world's going to look like now, but like, I, I travel a bunch by myself. I have a lot of friends that I care deeply about and I think I'm an important part of their lives and a support for them and and I feel like I have a community and a family and you know I feel like I date and I connect with people but I don't really care that much to make it the main thing yeah I don't um I feel like culturally every every after this whole corona thing everything is going to get broken down whatever traditions that are forced down our throats about marriage and commitment and whatever are going to be kind of thrown out the window. Like, I think that I could do a relationship if I had my own house, like if I had my own space and they live in their own space. I've always been like an, especially just as the actual act of sleeping. Like I see old Ozzy and Harriet episodes. They have two beds because at the time they didn't want to show people crawling in bed together on TV. But I was like, yep, fucking looks great to me. Like, <laughs> And then when it's time to sleep, it's time to sleep. I'll, I'll be over here. I want my own bathroom. I want my own bed. I want my own cooling system. I just, I like to be a little bit cooler than what, like, I want my nose to be frozen, but my body to be warm. Yeah. And that isn't what most dudes are about. Most dudes who say that they don't want to cuddle are all on top of you, their legs and their whole, and you're like, in a WWE match most nights <laughs> with them. <Yeah. laughs> so I'm like, can we just get through this? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> sleep? Back to our corners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, you know, part of the point of love is the amazing journey of growing to like those things together to, to learn how you actually are. you could surprise yourself because you, you find that you learn, you like things you didn't think you liked or, temperature is different than you like because it's what your partner likes or whatever but also who cares like do your thing yeah just do your thing can i ask um you a question that some of my listeners wanted to ask oh i'm sure you can i mean you put it out there okay so did you lie at all on the date that's a great question um i i can't think particularly i mean even as we've just been talking i was i was 
forthright about like issues that if I, if my, if my goal in the date was just to be like, let's make this a successful date, whatever you call that. I can't think of anything particular that I was like, Oh, better not say this or whatever. So I think on a date it's always, or, or anything approximating a date, like you're always skirting the line of like, you know, putting a foot forward or a version of yourself. But I don't think I lied. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember you like I can pretty much sense when people are lying, people are not good at lying as a rule, but uh, have you ever lied on a date? This is not one of my Uh, listener questions, but I'm sure that I have. I mean, even within that, it's like, I have, I obfuscated or have I left out or have I spun a hundred percent? No, I don't, I can't remember on a date and I, I hope I'm not this person. It's, you know, someone would look at me and say like, Oh, are you dating anyone else right now? I would say, no, I'm absolutely not. If I was, or something like that, but I'm, I'm sure that I've I've presented versions of things that I thought were more palatable that, you know, were maybe not me peeling open the full truth. I make up a white lie without even consciously being aware of it. I mean, like all, it's like an out-of-body experience. I will lie. It will be so ridiculous. Yeah. And I will listen to myself lying. And that's me telling myself, this is not a good person for you. Yeah. Like I've told somebody that I went to SDSU instead of UCSD. And then I'll make up this whole storyline about how that's a party school. And yeah, I was just such a party girl. And the whole time in my head, I'm like, you went to UCSD. You had no friends. What are you talking about? Right. <laughs> but the point there that you're like, if your mechanism causes you to start doing that, that means that you're doing it because you don't, you're not. To earnestly- save yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, uh, someone's not the right person for you is if you start lying for no particular reason. Yes, that is my. I do. I listen to that one. No. <laughs> do I? <laughs> do I date those people for two years? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Man, that is a tough one. I've lied about my age, and I had to like come up with that two years later. I was like, I never even told you that I was in twenty two. It's crazy. Because <laughs> that thing is just like a never ending. Problem with people lying about their age is just like it's such an interconnected box of stuff because then it's like six months later when you're having a conversation about, you know, when a Smash Mouth song came out, and all of a sudden you're like, Oh, I'm supposed to pretend like I wasn't a freshman in high school. Whatever. You know, there's just so much little shit. I know. You really have to be on top of your game. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, which is harder to do as you get older and your mind gets feeble. So it's man, it's a real catch twenty two. <laughs> you know what I'm gonna bring up? Uh sure, probably. <laughs> We part ways, uh-huh. right? Here's another uh-huh. reason I knew it was a date. You paid for all the drinks. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I think right. I said thank you. Also, it was ridiculously cute outside. It was snowing like like movie flakes. Like when they do, you know, when they shoot something in like Universal Studios and they make flakes like out of soap. And you're like, yes. well, no, no flakes actually look like that. It was snowing like that. It was perfect. It wasn't too cold. Well, I wasn't too cold because I had a jacket. You had a denim jacket on. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I had something meant for that weather. You had a piece of paper on and uh, it was beautiful out. And then what happened? Then I hugged you goodbye, made sure you were, I walked you a few blocks towards where you needed to be. And then you said you lived just a couple blocks away. So I tried to blend the whole like, I'm going to walk you like safely to where you're going to be without being like, let me learn which apartment you live in because you don't know me that well. And it's, I know it's, it's sometimes you just never know to be like, here's my home. 
now you, what if you're crazy? So I, I walked you to a few blocks within your house and then I hugged you and I headed home to my shitty hotel. And then I think I text you pretty quickly after that. Feels like it. I feel like I was like, hey, you dumb fuck. Why didn't you finish this rom-com moment and go in for the kiss? Right, 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 right. <laughs> it was like the notebook. It was, well, isn't the notebook like tragic and sad? So I, I hope No, they loved each other so okay. much. <laughs> got it, got it. Um, yeah, even, even that's, and that's funny because like, I, I mean, I said the same thing. I agreed. I was like, ah, shit, that would have been, that would have been cool. That would have been a nice moment. But also, it's hard as a guy because you're just like, what am I in service of here? Like, I, I think we over worry about how much we're being guys. Where I'm like, well, if I did that, but I knew that there was probably, you know, because of aforementioned red flags and distance and whatever, not much of a chance that like a thing was going to be a thing. Then am I, am I a jerk by like going in for a kiss that's just putting a cherry on top of a hangout and not... Uh, a door to a future thing you know yes and i think that only you like your personality is overthinks like you as the type of person are an overthinker like regular dudes would be like oh bro i went in for the kiss (laughs) but you thought of all the things and that is i appreciate that but i got home and i was like man that would have been so cool if we would have had that such cute moment yeah but whatever that's the dichotomy about like that's why everything's so sensitive and interesting when it comes to interpersonal relationships, when it comes to these times when it comes to whatever, because you're like, yeah, on one hand, what you want is a guy like me who, who would think about and respect that notion, but also you want to be fucking kissed in the snow. I know. If that's what you want at the end of that, then that should be a thing that's available to you without someone having to crawl inside their own head about what it means or whatever. But at the end of the day, we never went on a second date and we became better friends. Yeah. That's, that, yeah, so. I think that was the right path anyway. I think that while I was there for the other eight days, I think one other, I think another night we talked about maybe re-hanging out and made like a pseudo plan, but it just wasn't going to work with your schedule and my schedule. We didn't do it. Yeah, we, yeah, we tried. And then, uh, that was, you were getting out way too late from work. Yeah. 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 And then, and also I, uh, I was like, I can't hang out at 1am. <laughs> Crazy. What do you think I, as a person, could have done better? Oh, that's interesting. I don't know that. I mean, better is a tough word because here's the thing. This whole conversation is like better in service of what goal? Like, uh, you know, I think that you did as well as you, you set the boundaries of what you were willing to do going in, which was like, you know, get yourself ready a little bit, show up for a certain amount of time. You were excellent in that time that you were there. You thanked me for paying for the drinks. It wasn't like you were, you know, uh, you weren't rude about anything. You you spent your allotted amount of time and more and were interesting and thoughtful during that time. And then we parted. Um, you went really high pitched on that answer. So I feel like there's got to be something that there is. <laughs> no, because even with the mentioning stuff, it's like you, you're you going to turn out to be an interesting person either way. I, it's like I was hinting at before. I, I had no idea that you'd been that there was engagements and marriages to the degree that there were, which sort of instantly cracks open a whole, like, it's it's a double-edged sword because it's like, well, fuck, why haven't we been talking about that the whole time? Like, good Lord. But also, why would we want to talk about that the whole time? So Also, it, 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 do you think that's a turnoff for other people in the future? I always think it is. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I think that it, 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 no matter what, and listen, I'm, I'm anonymous, so no one can blame me for this. It's going to make someone think, like, what the hell? I, I just, <laughs> what is it that made you that many times be like, yep, this is the thing? It's like, you know, it's like someone switches majors seven times. And no matter what, you've got to be like, well, why were you so sure that studying Latin was going to be the thing for you when it turned out that the next year you were positive that criminology was your jam? like we'll stick it on board with. And it's kind of like that with that. If I had been friends with you for the however many years this took place, I could see that being a hard roller coaster ride to be like, well, when am I supposed to like jump up and down and be excited for you and, and support you in this? Because it's, it's starting to get weird. Well, I being down here in South Carolina, uh, I am very close to my first ex-husband and uh-huh. like geographically. And uh, I was like, let's record. I'll throw a microphone into your car and instead of headphones and you Clorox them off and then send them back to me. And we'll, you know, that's how we'll do it. And, uh, the whole time he, he just divorced someone on March 2nd and we were supposed to record on March 19th and he already had another steady girlfriend and, and then she wanted to come along for the recording. And he was like, here's the rules. She's, you know, tell her that you are wife number, whatever, versus your actual wife number. I was wife number four for him. And I was like, yo, and <laughs> I'm not doing this. I go, everybody knows the truth already on my podcast. I'm not lying to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh and then as I was reading through the text messages, I could I felt sorry for her because I could I was her and I know the bullshit thing that's going on in their life when you're like, I feel like this is bullshit, but he's telling me this. And then I was thinking even further, this is who I date. Like I was, I was like my last, yeah, I was like. You've been married three times, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. And your first, you were his fourth and he's been married at least once since then. Yes. So he's got five. Well, twice. Not Not to open it up. Yeah. Personally about him. So I'm going to make an analogy that's very timely and I hope you don't think it's like a crazy insult or anything like that, but this feels to me like four days ago when I turned on the Tiger King documentary for the first time. And I was like, I didn't know there was a whole collection of people whose jam was like making private zoos and having tigers and, and, and like charging <laughs> people money to hold the tigers. I didn't know there was, it feels like there is an unspoken community of people who just get married a ton of times. And you are part of that community somehow. I'm in that community. I'm in that community. Anytime you're in a shared community, I mean, it's, I I, don't know, I go to a lot of comic cons. So a lot of my friends are people who go to comic cons because we're in a shared community. Like a lot of your people are going to be the people who are sort of already in that world, I guess. Yeah. This recording might cut us off, but, uh, I a hundred percent agree, but I, I just like I started at the beginning where I was like, I'm a Michigander and I have to set the boundaries early and I will just appease you. I've only said yes out of appeasing people and never for my own, like I've never wanted to be married. Yeah. So it's always been like a, okay. (laughs) How can I crush you and say no to this thing? Well, I just say yes, but okay. Well, thank you for taking me on the date. (laughs) You're very welcome. (laughs) Thank you for coming on it. I'm glad that we are friends. Me too. Are you dating someone now? I'm not. What? You're such a catch. I, well, there's also a pandemic going on, you know. Um, oh, yeah. I'm never going to date again. I, I got truly all-encompassed with 
the, the work side of things, which just because of the, the nature of like the flow of my work. So it just, it just wasn't going to happen, but maybe someday. If I could say what you were doing, I would love to, but you are fucking crushing it at work. And I'm so proud of you. Thank you very much. It is a, a very, uh, especially as weird as the world is right now. Um, I, I feel hugely, hugely best to be able to move ahead with uh, what it is that I do. So that's really great. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And I'll probably talk to you in, in the non-Zoom setting very soon. Yes. <laughs> thank you for this. <laughs> uh, wonderful analysis. <laughs> Thanks, Ted. I'll talk uh, to you later. All right, bye.